Romans 13, verses 1 through 10. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjugation, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the ones who loves each other, for the one who loves another, has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Uh, last Bible study, we finished out Romans 12. Uh, Romans 12 focused on how we should properly act and think about the church, as well as how we should properly interact with those in society who are outside of the church, those who aren't Christians. Uh, we treat those in the church with love and outdo each other in showing them uh, honor. Uh, we use spiritual gifts to build up the church and help it function. Um, we show genuine love to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We treat those non-Christians in a larger society, we treat them with respect and love. We show empathy to them, and we are gracious to them. Um, one verse from Romans 12 was, give, give your enemy food and give him something to drink, and in so doing you build up a burning heap on his head. Um, do not seek a sinful version of vengeance upon others. Uh, the Lord is the one who pays vengeance. Um, Romans 13 shifts out of the sphere of the church and uh, the greater society and starts to talk about the government and the Christian's proper reaction to the government and its various facets. Um, with all that being said, let's, uh, let's get into these verses. So Romans 13, 1 through 2. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. All right. Um, every person should be subject to governing authorities, not some, not only a few, uh, and then others get a pass. No, that's, that's not 
what this is saying. Let every person, everyone be subject to governing authorities. Uh, this is not the only place in scripture where we are told to be subject to govern, government authorities. Uh, we are also told in Titus 3.1 and in 1 Peter 2.13, um, the authorities or the authority given for these governments is based upon God appointing them. Um, now, while government governing entities are all appointed by God, that does not mean that uh, inherently that every government entity is a blessing or that every government entity is inherently Christian. Uh, those things do not um, equal each other by God appointing them. Sometimes God will use government uh, entities to bless people and other times he'll use them to build up judgment. Um, practicing unlawful behavior and or resisting the government authority does also incur judgment. It's sinful to do so. You build up um, you build up God's judgment in doing so. Now, that doesn't mean that this is some type of special sin that Christ cannot make clean, but it's important to know that it is sinful to, uh, su to subvert the government's authority and break the law. Now, there is one exception to this um, in which you would defy the government, and that is when the government attempts to subvert the authority of God and commands you to do something sinful. Uh, God's authority is much higher than the government's authority, and God is the one who gives uh, government its authority. A clear example of this is in Acts 4, when Peter and John are told to stop preaching by the Sadducees, and later in Acts 5, uh, they're arrested, and uh, when they're arrested in Acts 5.29, uh, Peter responds with this, uh, but Peter and the apostle answered, we must obey God rather than men. Um, so yeah, in every other circumstance other than the government attempting to subvert the authority of God, then we obey the government and be subject to it. And in the Acts 4 and Acts 5 example, they wanted them to stop preaching the word of God. They wanted them to stop evangelizing. And they were pretty much just like, no. And they just kept going, um, which is why they're later arrested in, in Acts 5. Um, but yeah, the government authority does not surpass God's authority because God is the one who gives government its authority. Um, uh, one important thing to note and to remember as we're going through uh, this little portion about the government, which is around verses uh, 1 to 7, um, that um, Paul is writing this um, in the time where Nero was the emperor of Rome. Nero was arguably one of the uh, one of Rome's worst emperors, especially for Christians. Uh, Nero acted in extreme persecution towards Christians. Um, but even with all of that, uh, the authority of Nero as an emperor was not denied here even though paul knows of the emperor and knows that um he acts in such uh, egregious ways towards christians that doesn't change the fact that paul is still telling us to be um subject to the government um that that doesn't change the, what paul is saying here uh he is not telling us to go overthrow the government because I think that if there were a government to try to overthrow, it'd be one led by Nero. Um, but yeah, it's just important to remember the, the situation in which Paul is writing this, is, uh, writing this in. And Paul is still going to tell us to pay taxes and be subject to the government uh, later in these verses. So just keep that in mind. Um, Romans 13, verses 3 through 4. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? 
Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for she is God's servant for good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is a servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Um, Christians as citizens should not have much to really fear in terms of the government uh, in most scenarios. Um, Christians should be the ones who are acting as model and stand-up citizens. Uh, we should not seek to act sinfully and violently, and uh, that extends to uh, the government's laws and, and breaking them. We should not be violently trying to break government laws or, or trying to subvert the government's authority out of sin. Christians should act as stand-up citizens. Uh, the government, in its ideal sense, will be punishing those who do evil and not those who do good. Um, now, we do have to understand that our government on Earth is not perfect, like all other things, is affected by the fall. There will be cases of wrongful convictions, and there will be times in which the government will mess up. That doesn't change the fact that we are subject to it, and that we should continue to follow it. That we should not be acting uh in an evil way to spite the government in a sense to uh disobey its laws when it's not something we should be seeking to do as christians um we should not be afraid of the government because in most cases uh it is going to be punishing those who do wrong over those who do evil um Oh man, I lost my train of thought. Um, actually, here. Uh, in these verses, we also see some important principles being displayed. Um, we see that the government does not and should not bear the sword in vain. Um, that it should not uh, bear the sword, attempt to bring down the fullest extent of the law in vain. That, that's not something that the government should uh, act as uh, for essentially acting in an ill-just manner. Uh, it's not what the government should seek to do, it should not seek to bear the sword in vain, but also that the government is able to enact judgment on the wrongdoer, um, and in so doing shows God's wrath as an avenger. Um, in Romans 12, Paul said that we as Christians should not act in vengeance because vengeance is in the hands of the Lord. Um, government is one way in which the Lord gives that vengeance or displays that vengeance. Those who act unlawfully against you will be punished according to the law. And that punishment will be carried out by the state. There is no need for us as Christians to throw out a judicial system and act upon our own means to pay back uh, what is owed. Um, the government is the one who God has given the authority to act in that manner for judgment and for punishment. Uh, Romans 13 verse 5 Therefore, one must be in subjugation, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. Uh, therefore, because of everything stated before, um, the government is given the authority by God. The government ideally punishes evil and not good. The government is an agent for God's wrath and vengeance through the civil magistrate. Uh, resisting the government's authority builds up uh, judgment of the Lord. Because of all these things, um, one must be subject to the government. Therefore, because of all that stuff stated before, um, we should be subject to the government. Um, 
Now, Paul is saying even more than that, we don't do it simply to only avoid God's wrath, although that is uh, a reason to not do it. Um, we also do it for the sake of conscience. Um, we avoid uh, the sinful acts of not acting subject to the government because with sin comes a burden on the conscience. Our conscience being clear is not done so blindly. We don't have a clear conscience through uh, a, a blind following of the government and just instantly supporting anything that do because we're supposed to be subject to them. Uh, as Christians, we must have awareness to uh, the state and have a clear conscience. Um, wait, I misread that. Um, we, we have to be aware of the state and what is happening in order to have a fully clear conscience. We do not follow it blindly, uh, but we are discerning about the state. Even in our subjugation, we have to be discerning about the state. We are discerning in all things. Uh, and proper discernment comes through scripture reading and prayer, and it's pivotal in what we saw in Romans 12, which was uh, the transforming of our minds so that we can discern what is good and what is not good. Uh, we must be aware of what's happening in the government, and that, that way, when we are properly aware of the of what the government is doing, who we're being uh, in subjugation to, then we know when the government is going past the lines of its authority or attempting to uh, subject us to authority that would be. Uh, contrary to what God has stated in his ultimate authority, not in the limited authority that the government has, but in God's ultimate authority. We must be painfully aware of what is happening, uh, and uh, we must be clear in our conscience. We must be clear in our conscience and not have, uh, not act sinfully against the government. Um, but being in subjugation does not mean that we have to be in sin. Um, be subject to the government, not only to avoid God's wrath, but for a clear conscience, for the sake of conscience, to not be in sin. Uh, Romans 13, verses 6 through 7. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God. Everything you're attending to do this very thing, um, pay all to uh, what, pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Um, the government is appointed by God and seeks to serve the function of suppressing evil and should seek to act as a method of vengeance or for earthly judgment for God. And it's no surprise that, um, that this part right here, this verse, entails us rendering taxes to them. Can't execute uh vengeance or you can't operate as a nation if you don't have taxes because you need money to operate a nation it is a requirement in government um but this has uh, this these verses have a very similar theme to matthew uh 22 15 through 21 in which christ tells us to render unto caesar what is caesar's it's not surprising that paul is continuing the the same theme here that um, we are to give the taxes to the government. We are to pay taxes to the government in which we are subject to, and we are to give taxes to uh, who 
we owe taxes to. It's, it's not a, um, it, it reigns consistent with what Christ taught. Um, and we shouldn't really find taxes or the giving of revenue to be a surprise to give it to, um, to who it's owed. But um, there are the last two things here may catch us, some of us off guard. It kind of caught me off guard at first when I was reading through these verses um, that we must give respect to whom it is owed and we must give honor to whom it is owed. Um, and we see a very similar thing in First Peter 2.17 in which we're told <clears throat> to give honor to everyone, including the emperor. First Peter 2.17, it specifically says, including the emperor, that the emperor uh, receives uh, honor. Uh, we, we need to respect and honor our government and government officials. Now, does that mean that we have to praise everything they do and never have any disagreements with how they act or what type of policies that they push forth? No, that, that's, not what, uh, that's not what honor and respect is. Uh, that doesn't honor and respect doesn't equal blindly following them. Uh, you can disagree with someone respectfully. You can criticize someone in a matter uh, that does not dishonor them or disrespect them. Um, you can uh, you can still have differing opinions, which you will always have different differing opinions from uh, political uh, or from politicians or for from government officials. It's it's a guarantee that that will happen. There's not another perfect copy of how you think the government should be run out there uh, where someone fully agrees with you. But that doesn't mean that you have to disrespect them or dishonor them. You have to treat them uh, with respect and honor. Uh, you are to give taxes to whom they're owed, give revenue to whom it is owed. Even furthermore, give respect and honor to who it is owed. Romans 13 Verses 8 through 10. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is fulfilling is the fulfilling of the law. Um, Paul transitioned from what is owed and extends to a general application, or he has this example that extends to a general application of uh, what is being rendered onto the state. That's an example of paying back what is owed, and it's now extended to the principle of not owing anything, or not owing things, or not to owe anyone anything um but there is one obligation that is not finite um we have a set number of taxes or revenue owed onto the state we give respect and honor where they are due and we have no further obligation in it uh but love is an obligation that will never be fully fulfilled um you cannot say, all right, I've done all my loving for the week or the month. Time to take a break from loving because the obligation has been paid. It is a continual um, obligation that happens. Love is a permanent and constant and continuing obligation. You can never show too much love to someone. Um, 
we must act in love to each other, showing a genuine love, as we saw in Romans 12, showing a genuine love to brothers and sisters in Christ, as well as showing love to uh, those people who aren't Christian. Um, Paul takes this obligation further and now shows the crucial principle of love. Uh, properly loving one another fulfills the law. Uh, Paul gives the example of adultery, murder, theft, and covetousness. However, this extends to all other commandments. Proper love is what fulfills the law and is, it, is the antithesis to breaking the law. Committing adultery is not showing proper love to your wife as well as to the one who you're committing adultery with. Unjustly killing someone doesn't show proper love to the person who is made in the image of God whose life you have ended. Uh, you cannot steal from people and properly love them. You cannot covet what they have and show them proper love. The entirety of the law can be summed up in the, this quotation, uh, uh, which says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, which comes from Leviticus 19.18. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, the, the entirety of the law is properly summed with how to properly love. Uh, Paul then shows us how it fulfills that verse. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Um, love does not murder, steal, covet, or adulterate its neighbor. Um, love's nature does not sin against its neighbor. Therefore, loving your neighbor as yourself is fulfilling that law. It's, it's fulfilling all of the commandments. Um, and more than what he just listed, is uh, he specifically said, Paul specifically said, and any other commandment, just a different version of saying etc. After, after doing the list, he named a few and then it's just like the rest of the commandments. This extends even further, etc., to to include all the commandments. Um, and love properly fulfills it. Proper love uh, fulfills the commandments because love is uh, the antithesis to the commandments. You cannot be doing proper love while fulfilling these commandments. Because proper love is the love that God shows us. And if we are acting differently to the love that God shows us, if our love is not an example of the type of love that God shows us, then it's probably not proper love. But the love that the, the Lord gives uh, is proper love. And there is, no, uh, there is no manner in which the Lord, in which the love that the Lord gives can, um, can break these commandments. It fulfills them. Um, all right. So us as Christians have many obligations. We are obligated to be subject to the government. And in so doing, we are obligated to pay taxes, give revenue, and to show honor and respect. Uh, we as Christians should follow these obligations, but never forget the most important and long-standing obligation of love. Uh, Paul has been highlighting love from uh, very heavily from Romans 12 to Romans 13. It is an important thing not to not to miss and not to just ignore. Um, praise the Lord for the love He has given to us in salvation—a love without ceasing. He has loved us uh, and gave His only Son to die for us. Praise Him in such an immense display of love. We need to love each other with that same type of self-sacrificial love. 
uh, praise the Lord and his divine providence and the institution of government, which even in the governments who aren't in belief of him, they still act and do his will through the punishment of wrongdoing. Praise the Lord for such a gift where vengeance does not have to be in our hands and we have a lawful way of bringing judgment and vengeance upon those wrongdoers, the people who sin against us, the people who break the law against us. Praise the Lord for all his uh, divine providence. Praise the Lord for the love he has shown to us. Praise the Lord and all that he does forever and ever. All right, that is all I have for these verses. Is there any questions or comments about uh, the verses tonight before I close this up in prayer? Uh, you can type in chat if you want to, or if you want to ask a question with your voice, I can uh, I can get you in here. Graceful Fire coming out with the questions. You know it. Um, so uh, I have a question about the honor who... Uh, let me just read it so I don't... Uh, mess it up um sorry oh, you're trying fine. to find it i didn't have a placeholder i probably should have looked at it before i put my hand up <laughs> <laughs> um but the part where it's saying honor um let me just find it in here it's easier to find it on discord uh Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, and honor to honor is owed. So is honor relative to what God words, uh, God's word says is honor or what the government says is honor? Like, say, obviously you should honor an individual purely on the fact that they're an image bearer of God, but... Um, say if the government's making you honor, uh, let's just say homosexuality, um, what are you supposed to do in that kind of situation? It's, um, I would say, uh, at least for honor, that, um, it is more going off of, uh, the Bible definition. Because one of the verses that I would say is a verse that goes along with this is, um, Let's see, it was 1 Peter 2.17. Let me, let me pull that up and, and read it fully. Um, 1 Peter 2.17. Okay, here we go. Um, honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. So I think the, um, the extension of honor, uh, or I guess even the most pure form of honor would be not limited to, but but properly displayed with with biblical honor, and it it depends on on I guess how how you're defining honor as well, which is why I'll say to stick to the the Bible for how to properly honor. But there is a, a difference between uh, celebrating and honoring. Um, honoring people. So for your example of honoring, uh, let's say, homosexual people, uh, you can still honor a homosexual person without uh, saying that what they're doing and the sin that they're doing is good. That Those aren't inherently connected to each other. 
Um, just like you can respect someone and disagree with them at the same time. I have tons of conversations with my older brother who is a homosexual and I, I respect him as an image bearer of God and, and the, the conversations that we have, but that doesn't mean that I agree with him on everything. I, in fact, I disagree with him a, on a lot of stuff, but that doesn't change the fact that I can still respect him and have a conversation with him. Um, it's, they're not inherently linked to i guess celebrating that uh that particular sin now yeah i think if the words were a bit different that if the government was commanding you to celebrate a certain sin then that is where you are outside of uh of the definition of honor and you are in the realms of of celebrating and that is even further than what um what honor would state Okay, thank you. Um, yeah. I have a, I have another question. Another question. Go for yeah, it. Just because I'm already up here in the call. Um, so, uh, would you say uh, for the owe taxes to whom taxes are owed? Um, is there a limit to that? Because let's look at America um, breaking off from Britain, becoming its own country. Uh, I how I was taught in school was it was mainly because of or not mainly but a large part of that was taxes and crazy high taxes and stupid uh, stuff that was happening um, but say what if the government is overtaxing the people like socialism or something like that yeah so if the government is overtaxing its people I don't think you should overthrow the government. I think the specific case in America uh, wasn't necessarily the the rates themselves of the taxes, but it was the fact that they were being taxed and they were having zero representation um, because they were they were being taxed like the the British like tax that were set, but they don't have influence in the British government. Um, whether or not that's justified uh, could be a different question. But um, when it comes to high tax rates, I think that you're going to have good governments over bad governments. I, I There can be much discussion amongst Christians what's better for governments is to have higher taxes or lower taxes. Um, but if they are taxing you a ton, you still pay taxes to whom they're owed. You shouldn't uh, take a stand against taxes, but you also don't have to stay in the country that you're in. Like, you can move to countries with lower tax rates if if that's what you want to do it's not um taxes is not where we should necessarily take our final grandstand against the government if that's the reason that we're going to revolt is because of taxes i don't think that that's uh that's what this verse is really wanting us to do and i think that governments who overtax its citizens will also lose its citizens and lose its trust or in the citizens will lose its trust in the government. There will be various uh, repercussions because of that. But uh, taking a grandstand on taxes isn't a good thing to do. Now, thankfully, at least for America, we we are a representative um, republic, or uh, so we have the ability to vote in people who can change stuff like that. Uh, and I, I think that's one blessing that um, that we have now that we might have not had a while ago or at least in paul's time it wasn't necessarily a democracy it was, it was an empire uh, nero was the emperor of rome um it's it's not uh they 
couldn't really influence the taxes. It's kind of like what the emperor said just goes. And now, um, and Paul is still telling us to just pay, pay the taxes. It's, it's not, that's not the hill as, as a Christian that you want to die on. Now you can have, like I said, different opinions. Um, I guess here it was a follow-up that Viola asked, um, with this question is, but not everyone can move if they don't like the country's tax policy. Yeah. I, I guess it is not an option for everyone, but that, but I wouldn't say that the only other option is to, uh, is to start an uprising or something like that. And you can, uh, sometimes you will have to deal with it. But uh, the, the main thing I'm trying to get at is that taxes are not worth uh, overthrowing the government for. Um, it's, and I think acting in uh, subject to the government, like uh, there's, I guess, just not really a different way I can put it other than that. It, it just might be a situation where you just have to kind of bear it and... Uh, you you don't have to go against the government in it and that's um you know i'm trying to put aside because i am i'm very uh libertarian in in my um uh political leaning as much as i want to say that i want to overthrow the government for taxes like i that just can't be reconciled with the with these types of verses you still have to pay onto caesar what is caesar's you still have to pay taxes to whom they're owed and the non-Christian response is is to overthrow, but that's not the response I want to have. Um, I don't know. Ho hopefully that, that answers your question, Graceful. I did kind of end up just rambling a bit. You didn't ramble. You did good. Um, uh, so it's kind of just like it's monetary money. It's not going to, unless you know you're starving and dying. Uh, but um, say like it's, it's just something that's uh physical it's physical wealth right yeah i mean ultimately it's 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 just money i guess that's that's what it comes down to and yeah okay, thank you yeah uh let's see people had a question if the ruling authorities mandate a ban on some kind of firearm, are we to give the firearms up? I've heard we have a God-given right to self-defense, but I don't know any verses that support that. That's a good question, and one that I have trouble, I guess, properly reconciling in my head, just like with the, just like with the taxes one, because I think there is a more that goes into it than just the case with the taxes because that's when the government is stepping into the realm of properly defending your family and i am unsure as to uh i guess what the proper response is when the government tries to overreach the sphere of the government and step into the sphere of the family and the the sphere of of, of protecting yourself and uh, um, and taking that away, because I, I do think that that is a authoritarian thing to do and to take away the guns. But um, I also think that it is that is probably not enough to justify uh, going against the government in that way. It, it's it's not enough to justify um, to justify that. And I think that I am probably spoiled in my thinking because of um, 
because I live in America. I know what it's like to have uh, the ability to get guns, but not every country has that. Are all those countries uh, acting? All those countries need to be overthrown uh, and replaced with other countries? Probably not. Uh, but it's 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 a right that we've been graciously given in America, but it's not one that 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 you can necessarily um, you can necessarily say would be. It would be it would be bad for them to take it away. Taking away the family's right to self defense is is a bad thing to do. But that is not something where you have to overthrow the government or, or that throws out the subjection that you have towards the government. But Luther, he didn't like the the church took taxes. He was a Christian, right? Uh, I'm not too familiar with Luther's stance on taxes. Um, Luther was definitely a Christian. He's also a man. He could be wrong on stuff. Um, it's, uh, but I'd have to know exactly what you're quoting, I suppose. Um, my guess is that when the government impedes the rights of the people to praise God, that's when the God-given rights start to play in. If you are unable to fight against a nation that attempts to violently oppress Christian people, that leaves them to be subjugated to that same violence. I mean, yeah, I mean, taking away farms, it's its not a good thing to do, but that's, you'll probably have those who attempt to rebel, but it's, you should still be acting in subjugation to them. But why do you need firearms if they're created to kill other human beings? Is that against the Bible to kill? I mean, okay. Um, that is one that I'll probably save that we can talk about after. Uh, firearms uh, are killing uh, it's yeah. Firearms are are meant for uh, defending yourself. At least, at least that's what I would use them for as a Christian. I I personally do have a firearm, and I am never going to walk outside with that firearm and point it at someone who is just standing there and try to kill them or something. I'm not going to try to go murder people. Uh, I use it for self defense. That is the only thing that I will ever, as a Christian, use a firearm for. Um, but the the difference, yeah. And, Whiskey just brought it up that uh, the the difference between kill and murder is is different. Uh, it's against the Bible to murder, but killing is something that does happen. Kill, murder is unjustified killing. Um, you can kill someone in self defense if they are if that happens if someone is attacking you for no reason and you're defending yourself and like it's not murder if you kill them. Um, but it's also shouldn't be the desired ending for for you to kill them. But that's just an example off the top of my head. Wait, I didn't check if anyone has been raising the hands. They haven't. Okay. Um, is there any other questions before I close this in prayer? This, I guess, inherently is getting a bit political here. One verse people bring up about self-defense is when the disciples were told they need swords like Luke twenty two thirty six. although I don't think that means the government takes your guns away. I mean, to the right to well against them, um, taking away your guns. Yeah, and there's also in um, John, uh, it's in the Garden of Gethsemane, I can't remember the exact verse, Peter cuts off a, of one of the people's ears who comes to take Christ, and Christ just tells him put your sword away because like it's time for christ to go to the go to the cross and you don't this is unnecessary for you to do right now peter i can't remember the exact dude's name whose ear he cut off but uh, i think it specifies it <clears throat> all right um let me pray for us 
and then we can be uh, we can be done for today. Wait, what about that verse though? Um, just that the well, I guess the greater extent for self defense would be that the disciples carried uh, swords and they used it in self defense. Yeah, Peter cutting off the it was like the high priest servant's ear or something like that. Um, but that's that's a different application because. Well, we slowly moved our way out of the way, out of government, over to self-defense, but that's fine. Let me just close us in prayer. <laughs> um, Lord, I thank you for this time that we're able to read your word, and even if it's a word that we have trouble following or we have, uh, we, we struggle to fully realize that we will still properly follow it and that we put our own uh, personal political thoughts aside um, in realization that you are calling us to be subject to the government, that you are calling us to pay taxes, respect and honor our, um, our government officials, that we would not act in pridefulness, that we would not act in uh, disobedience to your word, uh, that's, that we somehow know better and it's somehow okay to disrespect those people and to withhold taxes and that uh, our judgment is better when your word is saying so uh, quite clearly that we pay taxes to whom they're owed. We respect whom respect is owed and we honor who honor is give honor to whom honor is owed. Lord, um, I just pray that um, we'll be able to uh, go throughout our week and still think about verses like these, but uh, also that we will just not forget the love that you've shown to us, Lord, that your wonderful love uh, that we've experienced through salvation, just through uh, our adoption to your family, will never leave our hearts, it will never leave our minds, that we'll be always be in remembrance of the cross and the, the great gift that you've given to us, and that in our lives we be able to show proper love, that even though taxes and Revenue and honor and respect is all going to be due to people, but eventually obligated to some degree that our love will have no uh, no ending to its obligation, that we will always show love to each other and to everyone, and that we will be able to uh, just properly glorify you and properly display the love that you've showed to us, uh, the self-sacrificial love. I just pray that we'll go about every day uh, reading your word, praising wonderful and holy name. Amen. Amen.